All right, so Bud Light has stepped on a landmine. And in case you've been living under a rock, uh, Bud Light hired the popular trans TikTok influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, to promote Bud Light brand. Uh, the results have not been good. And in this quick video, in this quick episode, I want to break down some lessons from this, um, both from the perspective of a giant corporation like Anheuser-Busch, but also some lessons that we as smaller creators and small business owners can take away from this because we are very, very different entities. So for everybody watching on YouTube, post your comments below. If you're not watching on YouTube, hit me up, contact at marksvantmedia.com. But let's get into it. I'm going to go probably a different direction than you're thinking. So the result of this marketing, the, 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 the unbelievable, like the worst decision you could possibly make, your brand is basically the brand of frat guys, right? It's the brand of adrenaline-filled males that just want to pound beers without getting bloated, right? I, I mean, you know, when I was a young kid, when I was drinking a lot, I don't really drink anymore, Bud Light was my go-to, you know, but you, you got to understand your audience. And there's this weird kind of need, this necessity for large brands to, to not necessarily cater to what your their audience wants, but to cram down what your audience needs. You know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't work, right? Like as much as I tell my wife that she needs to get into NFTs, she's not going to get into NFTs. She just doesn't care. As many times as my wife's going to tell me, Mark, let's watch Emily in Paris. I'm not going to watch it with you, honey. I love you, but I just don't care about Emily in Paris. So why Bud Light decided to hire this young, woke, millennial woman to cram down transgenderism on frat guys is beyond me. I don't get it, but they did. And as a result, their stock is down 17% as of mid-April, and their sales are down 35%. So, you know... Again, as a major corporation, this is costing you hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, we'll wait and see to see whether or not the brand can be repaired. or It may be irreparable. I, I don't know at this point. It's just, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, and this idea of get woke, go broke has really become a popular term amongst the conservative audiences, all, the, all my conservative homies out there. Um, and, you know, frankly, I think it's good that you stand for something. If you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. So whatever your views are, I think you should stand for something. I think you should have proper debate. We're not going to talk about that right now just yet. But, you know, another big corporation that stepped on this landmine is Disney. You know, they're, I mean, just yesterday they announced they're laying off, I think, 7,000 employees. Their movies aren't doing good. Disney Plus viewership is down. Their stock is cratered. I mean, people are saying that Disney might be the best stock buying opportunity right now. Maybe it is, maybe not. Disney has really committed to telling parents, parents, your kids need to learn about transgenderism. If you don't accept it, then you're a bad parent and yada, yada. For whatever reason, this is the hill that they've wanted to die on. And, um, well, they're dying on it. So, again, we look at these big corporations, which I think, you know, getting into politics when you're a really big corporation is a bad idea. I mean, we see this time and time again, NBA, NFL, like all these companies that they start getting into politics. What happens is you're alienating 50% at, 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 at minimum, 40% of your audience is not going to like it. Right. So basically what you're doing is you're giving 40% of your audience, the middle finger, not like a, not a super good move when your company is making hundreds of millions of dollars because you're putting your job on the line. 
the board of the directors is going to come around. They're going to be like, who, what are you guys doing? I want my money. You're, you're taking, you're taking money out of my pocket. So we're going to go ahead and start laying people off. So you, I, I don't understand frankly, why companies are doing this. Let me rephrase why major big massive corporations are doing this. But for smaller companies, Jumping into the culture war, jumping into politics may just be the best thing that you can do. Hear me out. Major corporation, hundreds of millions of dollars. Small business, maybe a thousand, a few thousand dollars. You have a much lower risk. So, you know, when as business owners, we have to assess risk reward. You know, if my risk is, yeah, I might lose a couple clients, I'll, I'll lose maybe a few hundred bucks, a few thousand bucks. But the upside is I can galvanize my tribe. My vibe attracts my tribe. I can start to galvanize people around my shared views, my shared vision. I can start to, there could be a huge upside there because people will be like, yes, I like what this cat is saying. Or dog, whatever you are, cat or dog, whatever. So again, I think that one of the mistakes that we make as small business owners is, is really just agreeing with everything and you know and being in the podcast industry I see this all the time you know you listen to an interview and the only thing that that happens is the host is just giving the guest a back massage they're not disagreeing with anything they're just uh-huh uh-huh just nodding their head yes the entire freaking time and I don't know what to say I think it's boring you know and I don't want to just disagree for no reason however if you disagree with something, don't be afraid to say something. Don't be afraid to disagree. <clears throat> There's a reason why the videos and posts that are most likely to go viral are posts about so-and-so destroys this thing or huge debate or can they recover, right? Like these kind of like viral debates. People like conflict. It's interesting. It's more compelling. Here in the United States, you know, classical liberalism states debate, free speech, get your idea out there, use logic, use reason, and the best ideas win. And so if you're a major media company, if you're a major corporation, you got to be careful because you can lose hundreds of millions of dollars. But as a smaller creator, as a smaller business, your risk is much lower and the reward is much higher. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, don't be boring. Don't agree with everything. Pick sides. And, and quite frankly, whether you're on the left or the right or you're in the middle, wherever you are in your political beliefs, I, I, I think at the same time, it's important that you don't agree with everyone. You, you should never agree with everyone. You know, Even if you're a Republican, you should not just be nodding your head and agreeing with everything that Trump says. If you're a Democrat, you should not be nodding and agreeing with everything that Biden says. That's stupid. That's so, this idea that I need to agree with everything, I need to toe the party line, I need to agree with everything that my side of the culture war agrees, says is so asinine. It's so boring. It's, it's just played out. You know what I'm saying? So I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd like to hear your comments on this. Do you think it's a good idea for small businesses to jump into culture war issues? Do you think that the upside outweighs the downsides of making people angry? I don't know, but I'm thinking about it. Because when I see Bud Light jump on a land, landmine like this, I, I just can't help but think that maybe 
just maybe we are going through the most major, most significant media shift in our lifetimes. People are getting laid off major news channels. People are not watching the new heck even my dad who's 65 watches youtube that's where he watch he watches youtube tv so who is actually watching mainstream media corporate media i'd venture to say and i think the numbers are there that not many people now's the time to stand out and carve out your place your vibe attracts your tribe be interesting be different pick sides and I think there's a major opportunity for creators like you and me to really stand out and make a dent. Leave a comment, shoot me an email. I will catch you next time here on After Hours Entrepreneur. Peace. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Franbridge Consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the U.S. and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Franbridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location, from healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at FranbridgeConsulting.com. That's FranbridgeConsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to FranbridgeConsulting.com right now. All right, let's get into the episode.